The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 48. We're getting same generic intro all the time with yeah. you going, woo, and then cuts out through Zoom audio and everything like that. You know what? That's We'll just dub it so it's very, very obvious that it's dubbed completely different yeah, I'll, uh, quality. I'll pitch shift like several versions of you doing it, just overlay them, like pulse fresh them or something like that. Speaking of pitch shifting, check out our pitch shifter episode. Hey, I'll put the card up. Don't make me do it. I mean, I'll do it now. It's too late. It's already up there. It's already up. It's already up. But anyways, your unoriginal host of the day are Chris and... Savannah. That is us. And yes, we are on episode 48 today. Oh my God. So close to the old man of 50 years old. Oh my God. That's wild. Although people will say 50 years young, but whatever. I mean, like when I'm 50, I'm probably going to be like folded in half and just crippled. And I don't know, something like that. My back hurts after I get out of bed and all I'm doing is sleeping for eight hours. So I can only imagine what 50 will bring. Yeah, that, that's my alarm in the morning now. It's Ooh. not even my it's not even my my phone waking me up. It's literally just like I can't lay on this side. Well, I can't <laughs> lay on this side. Guess I'm getting up now. Yeah, the nerve pinch wakes me up. Uh, yeah. yeah, fantastic. Well, anyways, thank you very much for being a part of this episode today, episode 48. If you do like what you end up hearing today or seeing, depending on where you're watching, because there are many places to do that, just make sure that you're hitting that like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. I think I did that out of order. Regardless, those are six things that you can do for the podcast. Yeah. It'll help build up that musical community that you know we are trying to build. We've been trying to build it forever, and we still want you to be part of it. We're getting better at it, and you are helping that, so that's awesome. Yeah. Please keep helping, because my God, we need so much help. Oh my God. Like, like with the podcast and, and outside of it, unless I'm just speaking for myself. I, I was going to say, we need help in more ways than one. Okay, good. Whew, it's not just me. Thank God. No. Yeah. I, I'm sure we can all use a little help. So let's help each other be part of the community. That's fantastic. Yes. Yes. And speaking, being part of the community in the audio world, if you want to help build the community, then by all means, leave some positive ratings and some comments and reviews over on whichever audio platform you, his, you happen to be listening to. If it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, where is it? I don't know, but you do because that's where you're listening right now. So again, five star this thing and make sure you leave some cool reviews saying how much you love our really bad takes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then we rate the record. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd wait till halfway through the episode to say that. <laughs> well, as you're editing this, you'll see the smile on my face is when I think, yeah, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had those uh, shit eating grin moments. <laughs> And also over on YouTube, if that's where you're watching us right now, first off, you can see us. Hello. Anyways, make sure you hit that subscribe button, not only because we want you to be subscribed and part of the community, but when we hit 100 subscribers, we said before, we're saying it again, we're going to start giving away records, one record every month that we're over 100 subscribers. And we are so close to that first 100. We're at 80 by the point that we're recording this. So I expect that number to only go up. If it goes down even once, this whole thing is over. That's it. No, like whole show done. That's it. It's, it's like the Never movie Speed, but for for uh, YouTube subscriptions. If this <laughs> baby goes under 80 subscriptions, the channel blows up. Done. But not, not the good kind of blow up, though. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, like, enough. we could blow up as a podcast, you know, but or we could just blow up the channel we're done by. Yeah, that's it. Burn the computers. But you know what? Those are all free things to do that you can get a free, potentially get a free record out of. So by all means, it's the easiest thing in the world. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you people that you know hit the subscribe button. So that way, boom, we could give away records. You might have a whole cool new one from the show. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. We're not professional, and that's why I keep stumbling on this and never know where I'm going. But I do know (laughs) that I can tell you that if you feel like actually paying money to the show you know a little uh, financial compensation i guess whatever blah 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 there is kofi.com slash write the record uh basically yeah become part of the rtr club we are gonna have exclusive content over there you get your shout out a name on a thank you card and all that stuff and if you're in a band we'll even review one of your songs too we can do that over on the rtr club so check that out but the good news is you know if you can't remember kofi.com slash write the record you can just go to write the record.ca that's it one place one stop shop Essentially, yeah, that's where all the uh, streaming links are, all the social links are, uh, the Kofi link. Everything is over there. Go check it out. We're fantastic. Yay. That's how I end that sentence. Woo. I'm exhausted. And if you haven't been here before, this is what we do. Yeah, you're just waiting to say it, so that's why I've been dragging my feet on it. So yes, if you if you have been here before, welcome back to the show. We are glad to have you. As always, we do like to see some familiar faces in the crowd, but we also like to see new faces if you're brand new here. Hello, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. We hope you enjoy your stay. So that means you likely don't know what we do here. Just don't smile. Don't stop smiling. You're not allowed to. You don't know what we do here on... I'm going to go through it really fast. Let's see if you can catch up. So each week, Savannah and I, we will review an album, be it completely on our, uh, like of our own choice, random, whatever. Sometimes we will do anniversary albums, like hitting a milestone, 30, 40 years old, whatever. We'll check it out. And we also do requests. We have requests coming up soon. We haven't done any for season three yet, but yes, they're coming up very, very soon. So don't worry about it. Regardless, each week we will choose an album. We discuss it at length. We rank the songs. Then we write the record. Damn you! Damn you! Rate the record! <sighs> there you go. I said it more clearly for the people who couldn't hear me the first time. I I, I warned you. That's I, fine. I got it in earlier, so it's fine. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Just moving on. Move on. Savannah's slow. Anyways, with that fact behind us, I guess we could start talking about more facts, which is that the fact that there's a band called No Doubt. They released an album called Tragic Kingdom, and that's what we're listening to today on episode 48. And Savannah's got a little thing or two or three or four that tell us about this particular album. I do, I do, once I scroll down to where I actually wrote it. Prepared. All right. All right. Prepared what? No Doubt was formed in Anaheim, California in 1986 by guitarist Tom Dumont, bassist Tony Canal, drummer Adrian Young, and keyboardist Eric Stefani and his sister, vocalist Gwen Stefani. Signed to Interscope Records in 1990, they released their self-titled album in 1992 to little acclaim or impact. Their second attempt, the Beacon Street Collection, released in March 1995, sold much more than its predecessor, but the real attention wouldn't come to no doubt until their third album, Tragic Kingdom, which was released later in 95 in October. It was produced by Matthew Wilder, and fun fact, Matthew Wilder had a hit in the 1980s with Break My Stride. Hopefully just saying the song title gets the song playing in your head, but super popular. I'm bouncing to it right now. And he actually wrote the music for the movie Mulan. Cool. So Tragic Kingdom was recorded in over 10 different studios across California. That's I wasn't going to list all of them. That's crazy. Go to, go to Wikipedia and find it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
And it, it, the album spawned seven singles over two and a half years. Singles being Just a Girl, Spiderwebs, Don't Speak, Excuse Me, Mister, Sunday Morning, Happy Now, and Hey You. That's that's just like two, two three syllables each song. Um, the album garnered a couple of Grammy nominations for Best Rock Album and Best New Artist. I'm pretty sure there were a couple others for individual songs, but I didn't uh, did not include those ones, unfortunately. The album reached number one on the Billboard 200 in late 1996, a year after its release. It is certified diamond in the United States and Canada. It received generally positive yet still mixed reviews with all music giving it a four and a half out of five entertainment weekly and the village voice giving it a C plus and music week with a two out of five. This would also be Eric Stefani's last album with the band as he later went on to become an animator on the Simpsons. Dang. Can't complain about that. That's, Arguably a higher paycheck than being in No Doubt, regardless of how well they did down the road. I think being animated for The Simpsons is going to be like way better. What a guy living two dreams. You can also kind of tell it was his last album because, I mean, after this was like Return of Saturn or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It it felt different. Like, oh, yeah. Like even the first single Girlfriend or Ex-Girlfriend or whatever it was. Yeah, I like Uh, that song. Yeah. But holy shit, like the seven singles across two years. Like, when is too much? Like, when do you stop? Like, at that point, it just seems like a joke and you're begging people to listen to it. Like, I don't know, the f- yeah. like three or four, maybe like four is pushing it. But seven. Yeah. I I don't want to spoil my review for the rest of the album. Um, They are missing one song that I personally like that wasn't released as, I guess, an official single. Uh, but aside from that, I feel like they just picked all of the I like uh, the ideal songs to release off it, like the radio friendly ones so it makes sense because like i don't know there's yeah there are some songs on this that don't exactly fit that criteria in my eyes yeah we will dig into that as a matter of fact i guess we'll just start doing that now because it's time to actually i hit stop on the stopwatch again it's time to start rating or not rating the record no that comes later we have to discuss the album see like everything is just going out of my head neither of us have our shit together uh, to be fair my excuse is i didn't get in from a concert until like 2 a.m and then i immediately got it for work the next day so i haven't napped at all i'm on like i've had three coffees and i just want to go to bed my excuse is this is who i am so <laughs> cool at least Quirky. one of us is honest with ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah all righty well then i guess we'll start talking about the album and yeah a number of singles to talk about so we might as well start talking about the very first one song number one spiderwebs so i i never really liked how it started as i'm not really one for ska um i don't know if doing fishbone you know months ago was kind of a tell but uh not a fan you you like that album though um you gave it a decent enough score i feel like when when it gets to the rock part it's much more pleasing to me like i i would say rock i guess rock ska is fine but ska rock is not where you have more of the sort of reggae feel and the rock to back it up as opposed to 
you know, the opposite. So I don't know. So kind not of like a, a sublime type feeling, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't really like sublime very much. There you go. Yeah. It's too, too much, too Just much. Piss of off every fan base we, we can in this episode. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Not, I like Rush. Not a lot of people, you know, will say, oh yeah, I love his voice. So I'm not offended. Please don't be offended. Also, we had a disclaimer. Shut up. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, Gwen Stefani, very unique voice. And I obviously they had a couple albums before this, but this really being their sort of first breakthrough to the mainstream. Like, I don't think there was really a voice that was like that. Obviously, there's unique ones at the time before her, but there's just there's. That natural, what vibrato in her voice, ooh, is very nice. Although sometimes it doesn't fit in too well on the certain parts of this album. There are songs I actually point that out, but like, I I, I couldn't agree more. I do believe that Gwen Stefani's voice equals money. Like mm-hmm. that's just the blanket statement for the entire album. Like, I mean, it pop stuff, yeah, sure, it works, but like classic, no doubt, money. And by the pop stuff, yes. I mean like you know her later career stuff. Which, I mean, she doesn't sound terrible there either, but just like being as she was in her like mid 20s when this album came out, something like that. Oh, I think she weird that I remember these things, but I think she was born in 1968 or 69. So she's about 25 to 27. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So this young stuff, while she's kind of in the prime of her career absolute money pop stuff still sounds good. But just this was it right here. Like she she found it and just went crazy with it. And she doesn't even sing like that anymore. I don't think like, well, I say I don't think, although I've definitely listened to her solo albums, but it's just it's it's lacking that mm, that's something now. Because I don't think she well, because she, she doesn't really use the uh, the, the, the cartoonishness of uh, yeah. ska music, which yeah. really kind of lets you use those vibratos as often as you want. Whereas like you're doing like a, a, a like, for example, you won't hear it on Don't Speak, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, like. It's not going to work on everything. So I think her later yeah. stuff, it just wouldn't fit properly. Yeah. That's a shame. It's a shame. Other than that, my other, I have, do have another blanket statement too, though. I will say that like there is great production all across this entire album. Like despite the fact they recorded at 10 studios, no matter where they were, seems to have worked for them. <laughs> everything is clear. Everything's pronounced as it needs to be. Everything has a great tone to it. And like, there's not really one thing over top of another, except for like really minor background stuff. Yeah. Other than that, like, I don't know. Just great production all around. Uh, knowing that there is only one guitarist, I am really curious how they manage that live. Like I've, I've watched videos of them playing festivals and stuff, but just sort of the logistics behind the scenes, wondering how they get all that layering, even just with the guitar, but just having one on stage is wild to me. I, I think that more often than not, what they do is like, they'll either s- just leave some parts out and it'll sound a little more hollow live that, yeah. or they'll bring on like, they'll have like a second guitarist either on stage or kind of like side stage, just filling in the gaps. Oh, but I, most bands do that. But yeah, more yeah. often than not though, they will just leave certain parts out and let the bass kind of yeah. fill in the, the blanks a little bit. So do they just have someone like where you can't see them off to the side, just to audit like a, uh... Like it's audible, but you don't see someone on stage. Yeah, like it, it could very well be the the guitar tech or a roadie or something oh. like that who just who's like you know been brought on to do that. Just like yeah, we need you to fill in the gaps on like this song and this song. I never and, would have thought of that. Although again, that's not an all the time thing, but it is definitely a solution. Yeah, interesting. I I guess my real last point about this song is um, just 
and it, it doesn't really have to do with the song. It more has to do with my emotional connection to the video. Um, I was like seven or eight when I got this album and I, I loved her. I wanted to be her. It was so cool. And her with her plaid pants and her white tank top and midriff showing. And, you know, I'm an impressionable young child that Did you do I the went Gwen out, Stefani? Uh, I went out and I bought. <laughs> okay. Now this is, this is Gwen Stefani on a budget. I went Value out village. <laughs> and, and bought a pair of plaid pajama pants and a white, like a white sleeveless tank top or I guess sleeveless t-shirt and just dancing around in my room, just thinking I'm hurt, thinking about it. Now I'm like, that is the most crazy thing ever. Or putting like a bindi in the middle of my forehead, yeah. like how she would, and not knowing what it was, but and thinking did you, it was cool. Did you pro- improperly oh cut the, the tank top to go up your torso and you can actually see the jagged cut marks going all the way around? No, I've <laughs> never been a midriff shower, but... Uh, okay. uh, if, if I was, oh, it would have been terrible. It would have been longer in the back, shorter in the, oh God. Ugh. So just even this song reminds me, the video reminds me of that. And I'm like, oh, oh, my spine crinkles just thinking about it. <laughs> well, realistically with this song, like there honestly isn't too much to the song altogether because it kind of yeah. loops back on itself a couple of times. It's not necessarily a bad thing because it's still really catchy and everything. Because like the important thing is is what this song does give you it is there goes there goes the beer in my voice trying to make me burp out loud what it does give you is fun memorable catchy and you don't like really easily tire of it at the very least so it's got that going for it and i can appreciate it it's poppy enough that you don't mind all the ska going on for the most part like the intro a little heavy-handed but i mean like other than that it works enough and granted this is that's mostly the album though because there's like tons of ska moments and then kind of switches back to like a pop rock pop punk type thing yeah yeah yeah, I, I there are some where I'm like, okay, a little little tiresome, just personal opinion. But yeah, this one, it just sort of sandwiches the song and then during it, it doesn't really hit you in the face too much. So for me, it's a lot more digestible. Yeah, exactly. Alrighty then. We'll move on to song number two now. The another single. Can you believe it? Why how many are on this album? Number two, excuse me, Mr. I like the energy in this one. It it's very aggressive. They just get right into it. And the, the, again, vibrato in her voice is just so prominent, but I think it really, really matches how intense the, uh, the song is. Well, yeah, cause there's across. a, there's a really big, uh, like a great pacing in this song too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think makes it stand out a lot in my eyes, at least too, because it's not just like basic pop punk progression, because like right in the verses, it has like these ascending and descending riffs that just keep going like this. Well, the drums are kind of going fast in the background. So I don't know, it, like this song feels different to me as to compared to what the rest of the album does. So I thought that was really cool. I really like the ragtime bridge. Um, oh, yeah. It it like you wouldn't think that it would fit, but just listening to it in the context of the song is like, ooh, this is. This is cool. I like this. There's a couple other songs on this album that do something like that. One of them I didn't like so much, and the other one I thought was pretty cool. But again, we'll get there at some point. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. and I just remember the music video at that point too, where she's it's like the black and white footage where she's tied yeah. to a train tracks and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is a really bouncy and fun track. Obviously, it's like a very feel good type of track. Although, again, not doing lyrical breakdowns. Although. Gwen's lyrics, although she's, I think she writes a lot of them with her brother too. Um, 
there's nothing, there's no real hidden message to them. Like they're very mm-hmm. straightforward in what they're about, but still not doing breakdowns. So when I say feel good track, like, you know, some tracks I might say that for that might not have the uh, best positive message in the lyrics and everything like that. Yeah. But yeah, like, um, I, I think that's funny that like, even with the ragtime chorus, like you have the organ in the song too, that makes the song feel very cartoony, but it's not really a bad thing though. Yeah. Yeah. Something I enjoy. I, I was so I've obviously I've heard of this album before. I've heard this track multiple, multiple times, but I never noticed how during the ending, the piano comes back and sort of joins up and then the song ends. So as I'm writing the review, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that. I wish that the piano came came back at the end, kind of tie it all up. And then when I hear it, I'm like, I've never heard that before. I'm like backspacing everything going. Okay, well, I'm glad that that glad that it that all happened. worked out. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. But uh, that doesn't happen very often where the thing I want want to happen does. And I'm like, all right, I'm thoroughly satisfied with the way that played out. Yeah, uh, it's always fun when you miss these like little things and like same with me, too, because it's not like I've ever really listened to No Doubt in headphones before. So like, of course, there's gonna be like a lot of things you miss, not even just in this band, but like many others that we've covered. Yeah. Too. And yeah, my only other note was talking about the middle portion as well. I guess I just put it a little too far ahead, but I did say that I like really uh, appreciate the cartooniness of that as well. I thought that was great. It keeps up that like really good energy and pacing and everything like that. And like, yeah, like it doesn't slow down the energy that was built in the first part of the track ends the track. Well, so yeah, all around pretty good stuff. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. Although I will say out of the singles, it's not my favorite, but I can tell you right now, it's not like, last song on my list type thing it's don't speak isn't it i don't know <laughs> why is it why why would you immediately jump, jump to do I'm, I'm curious why do you think it's don't speak um not particularly for you but just out of all of the songs on the album um generally i would say don't speak or just a girl because that's just what has been driven into everyone's eardrums over the last what 25 years oh so you're so. thinking i'm going on a nostalgia game here i think so yeah Hmm. Interesting. Nice poker. Nice poker face. Your your mouth is giving me nothing. Your eyes are giving me even less. Well, it's because I'm not looking directly at like if I look in the camera, then maybe. But other than that, I'm just looking at your image. So now I'm terrified. Well, no. Like to be fair, I mean, don't speak's a great song. Yeah. So I mean, like I I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up like a higher position on the list. But at the same time, I mean, like there are I will say, and we'll get to them. There are songs on this album that I hadn't heard before, and they actually kind of really took me by surprise. Interesting. So consider that for a minute. All right. By a minute, I mean like the next I don't know hour or so that we have to get through this album. So song <laughs> number three, just a girl, and I really you were just saying this is one of those tracks where it could be number one. Yeah. Like I really do like the um, the guitar if they open up the uh, the entire track and everything. I thought that was really cool. It has a great tone with like the effects on it and everything. So just yeah. yeah, like a cool like little gallop style of picking too. I don't know. I really enjoy that. I didn't know that that was a guitar. I thought it was like maybe a keyboard, and then the more I thought about it. And listen to it. I was like, I don't know how they would do that. That is very it, it unique. It could be a synth. And it's so memorable. Even if you don't know the rest of the song, you hear that little part and you're like, oh, I recognize this immediately. And they struck gold with that one riff, if anything. Uh, again, it could be a synth, though. Like, it is hard to say, but it sounds kind of like a guitar, but it, like I can see how they could do it on a synth, though. So, like, it's, yeah. it's hard to say. Regardless, I like the way it sounds. And, it, like, the guitar yeah. and the synth, or if it's just two guitars, they match up very well. So you just 
yeah, obviously it's memorable. You enjoy it. Yeah. Um, the chorus is also really catchy too. And the, the one thing I do like about the chorus is it doesn't have the same kind of singability as other courses would because the lyrics keep changing every time the chorus comes around. Like, yeah. The only thing that remind, remains consistent is I'm just a girl. <laughs> and then everything else about the chorus lyrically changes. Yeah. So, like, I think that's cool. The refrain of I'm just a girl obviously is very memorable and you know where you are in the song. And yeah, the chorus is just great, though. I like it. Oh, yeah. It it definitely exudes fuck you energy. And I like that a lot, um, especially being a female, you know, a young child when it came out. It was like, yeah, I'm just a girl, too. Meanwhile, I don't relate to anything else in the song because that is by far past my uh, age level. Um, but, uh, I, I do wish that the vocals were like let out a little bit more to really get in there. It kind of felt like it was a little restrained, but I don't know, maybe just the, the, the fuck you energy I was feeling. I kind of wanted more of a, I don't know, eh, a something doesn't make the song bad, but I will say though, yeah. um, cause I, I, you kind of, you, get what the song is about obviously yeah. just like oh you just oh you just treat me like this little girl in the entire world and i'm much more than that type thing mm-hmm. I, I do like how she plays on the idea in the verse of like how when she sings the verses they sound very dainty mm-hmm. like you know very like ultra feminine just like take this big ribbon off my eyes like yeah it's like floaty so, so like she's she's obviously like you know subverting expectations there she's making you think that she's playing into it and then she belts out the chorus and everything like that so yeah. like i kind of like how okay. it gives you that kind of back and forth of just like she's playing in this idea that she's just this little girl like she's just this tiny woman who is she yeah. and then boom belts it out there's power behind that voice so then okay there's the energy we needed so she yeah. tricked you all type thing Okay, I did not think of it that way, and I really like that idea. So uh, I retract half of my last statement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I like o- I like that idea. The only other note that I have too is like, because uh, again, this is another song that kind of just loops back on itself a lot, so it doesn't give you too much in the way of like fresh content, but it still sounds really good. I do like this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting end to the song too. I thought because there's like a lot going on, like a lot of energy being built, and it it it's a big build and then just like crashes down into this like quiet minor note type thing. Mm-hmm. And it does like a real good job of emphasizing the lyrics and the song meaning in the end. So I think that's really cool, but just, yeah, like, I don't know. It, it ended almost very sad and tragic at the end because it's like the, the final minor note after this big, like hit and crash. And that was it. Yeah. And then in, even in the video after that very last lyric, she's like crying at the end of the song. It's just like, is this supposed to be a sad moment? Do you realize like there's no way out of this? Like what exactly yeah. is like, oh. what's what's the imagery here? I I definitely, that was my last point as well. The slowdown at the end was a good choice. Um, you, you got a lot more imagery out of this than I do. And just like sort of piecing that together. I'm like, huh, I never thought of it that way. And it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And it's something I hadn't really thought of before, not until coming back to the album to listen to it, to review it, did it start kind of clicking to me. It's like, I don't know if it was on purpose that she was doing this, but regardless, it works. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I don't know how it worked if you weren't planning it, but it certainly did. Yeah. There had to have been some sort of conscious effort between like her, any of the band members, her brother, who again, I believe helps write like a lot of the lyrics too, because he was also a keyboardist. Yeah. But I, although I don't know how much of a hand he would have had in this writing lyrically, because I mean, what kind of experience does he have being just a girl in the world? Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, I think 
now don't don't quote me on this, but I'm almost positive it was the well, it's credited to the guitarist and Gwen Stefani, and that's it. It's just mm-hmm. those two. But considering all the other members are male, like Yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, maybe he he encouraged her to write some lyrics. Like, yeah, don't worry about don't worry about this. Just write it, man. It sounds cool. Yeah, like don't worry about it if anyone feel. shits on you. Yeah, exactly. Or well, else it because if you don't, then you're just a little girl in the world, right? And you, you want to step <laughs> past that, so do it. Yeah. Empowerment. Yeah. yeah. Locks her in the room, makes her do it. Let's Gwen write a powerful song and then they walk up to the door and say, Happy now? Song number four, happy now. I poke my fingers in my eyes. Oh my god. I, I had to think of something because I was like, I don't know what kind of puns we're gonna do in this episode, but I'll get it, I gotta get them out. Oh my god. All right, well, I'll give you that one, I guess. It works to a degree. I like the pre-chorus. Um, I like the sort of what what is it? Staccato. I am learning things. Um, it's like that sort of dun, 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 dun. I like that. It sounds disjointed, but like in an okay way, because uh, I'm thinking of a different song. Ah, there you go. Perfect. (laughs) Tell you what, then I'll just, I'll I'll, uh, get us jogging a little bit on this one. Maybe it'll uh, bring back some uh, memories. Cause as I'm going along in the song going, no, that is definitely not the chorus. Well, it, it, it's funny. It's funny enough that you say that though, because I do have like a note relating memorable. to just like <laughs> playing on certain accented Jesus notes. Right. Because um, like I feel the first thing I said is the verse could have been a lot better because what I don't like about this track, especially in the verses, is how on the the snare drum and the downstroke of the instrument, the accent happens all at the same time. Yeah. Which I don't know. It it gets kind of like shitty after a while because when you're listening to it for too long it's just like every second note is like this big accent it's just like at this point you're not even trying you're just trying to be like a power pop type thing at this point yeah but at the very least the course did feel better like um it felt like way more of like a straightforward like pop rock composition uh but it, yeah it felt like a better more coherent part of the song if that makes yeah. sense so as you're talking, I'm sort of running the song through my head just so I actually know what the hell I am talking about, which I still don't. <laughs> um, they still do that little staccato thing before the chorus. I was just getting the wrong the wrong thing. So Okay, so you're half right. Uh, yeah, they, they still kind of do that, which I, I like because you kind of get that. And then when you go into the chorus, it's sort of more fluid. So it's like, I don't know, it's sort of this awkward feeling and then a resolution immediately. So that was cool. Um, I don't know, really listening to this song in a critical way. I don't really know if it had much to offer me in like the way of variety. Uh, the verses are short, the choruses are repetitive. And I, to me, it kind of felt like a last minute addition. It does fit in with the, like the idea of the singles and sort of the cohesive idea they were going for with the singles, but just in the idea of this song individually, I probably wouldn't pick it as my favorite. So might as well nope. put a question mark next to that one. <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? I would actually. Oh, I mean, you'll find out soon enough, I guess. Um, but yeah, like when it comes to this song though, like I, I kind of agree that just there wasn't a lot critically to take back from the song. Like it's easy to listen to an album like this, like non-critically, just have it on the background, do your little sing along while you're doing whatever you're doing yeah, and enjoying it. But yeah, like critically, like 
there wasn't a lot to grab about us and it'll be a few songs like that on this album. Uh, one thing I did really like though was the uh, harmonies on the word "happy" in the chorus. Like I thought that sounded really nice. Gwen, uh, as we already stated, has a great voice, but then like mm-hmm. doing the harmonies too, she sounds even better in the background. So I mean, like that's one thing I don't want to let escape from our notes is just like how good she is at the harmonies as well. Because some of those notes are a lot higher, just the different notes you got to hit and everything like that. So I don't know. I just I think it's fantastic, and I feel like harmonies sometimes get like washed in the back of an album. And like, mm-hmm. no one ever really talks about them. Yeah. I See, I'm, try- I'm trying to be uh, very positive on a song that I wasn't entirely positive with. Yeah. <laughs> um, the song doesn't, yeah, it just doesn't really deliver too much on keeping it exciting. And that's kind of the biggest issue here. Yeah. And I mean, but to kind of contradict on that note at the same time, I do like the quiet wind down towards the end. But other than that, it's just, that's a song. I can agree. Yep. Yeah. So if the question indeed was happy now, the answer is just going to be, Meh. Yeah. Well, everyone has their different opinions. I'm not different, sad. Different but... <laughs> people, different opinions. Exactly. Different people, huh? No, I get it. I I, I, I got it the second you said it. Because oh. I was also at the same time. Give me a of... reaction, god damn it. Okay, anyway, Thank so song you. number five. Not even a golf club. You don't even get that. Song uh, number five, different people. This is the song I was thinking of. <laughs> there you go. And we're only one yep. off. So it's not you weren't like halfway across the album not too bad but point point from back then stands for this one i liked it (laughs) okay so now that you've already said it i can move on with my own point you can (laughs) um this was one of the songs where i feel like gwen's crazy vibrato did not suit no i i wasn't feeling it it just didn't match too well and it felt like an over usage it's kind of like christina aguilera vocal gymnastics type thing oh my lord or mariah carey whistle range like just like her dolphin cry type thing like (laughs) Don't really need that. Or that Dolphins, or dolphins <laughs> Cry by Live. I was going to say, is that what Live was, was uh, singing about? Yeah, the entire song was a huge metaphor for Mariah Carey's whistle range. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm going to read those lyrics make it fit. <laughs> the way you're bathing. I know the lyrics, okay? Don't even question me. I like my 90s pop lyrics. What can oh I say? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Um, I will say there was a cool bass line going throughout the entire entirety of the verses. Probably one of the more noteworthy things pushing the entire song along, too. So I think that was really good for it to stand out. Not that it's ever buried, though, because as I said before, like everything's produced really well and everything kind of stands out as it needs to. So the bass is never buried, but it feels like a little more standout in this one. Yeah, it was very funky. And as anyone who's been here before knows... I love the funky bass. So I notice it right away and I'm like, ooh. She says rating the Chili Peppers is 60. Oh, hey, we're, if we do another album of theirs, I'm sure it'll be different. They they can only go up from there. Oh, people would disagree, but also some people. Okay, fine, fine. They can only go up from there till 1999 and then really question marks everywhere. Yeah, I think I just recently did one of their brand new songs on my last NMR, their new music review. And uh like it's funky, cool, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like it's it's like repeating the the, the first half of the song like twice, and then yeah. that's it. It's over. I just like the heavy sighs. That you you can just literally cut that there. That is my review. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, like really, I didn't really have a whole lot for this one either. Even though it's four and a half minutes, just another song that didn't get me a whole lot. I do like how generally chilled the song is, though, while still carrying like a fairly danceable energy to it. So like, mm-hmm. it found a good like middle ground. So it has that going for it at the very least. 
the chorus is maddeningly catchy to me if I am thinking about it just it's in my brain it's sort of that little earworm um I I can kind of recall the rest of the song with sort of that will but it's just that chorus that is just right there so I mean they hit the nail on the head with that one um again I don't well, like you said, I don't really want to do like a lyrical breakdown or anything, but I kind of feel like I'm being awkwardly educated about how people are different and how we should treat them. And like maybe in 1995, it was different. But now I listen to this going, yeah, no shit. I know. <laughs> like, duh. But well, I, I mean, guess that's really where we've come from then, right? Yeah, con- Consider like the kinds of jokes that were acceptable in the nineties versus the ones that get you canceled hashtag canceled today. And like, yeah, the, the mindsets and then, yeah, like women were being pushed down, like gays were being pushed down, people of color being pushed down. So it it was a weird time. The nineties, I mean, not just the nineties, but still, yeah, I feel like have our issues today, but at the same time, it's like, it's gotten better. Oh yeah. Like, especially in the last, I'd say, well, I mean, with the exception of quite a handful of instances, like the last decade has been all right. I mean, before that has really just been leading us to now and we'll get even better. But yeah, I don't know. It kind of felt like a, like, you know, a, a hands across America. We're all the same. Love your brother kind of feeling. And that was kind of weird to me. Like, I like the song for what it is, but when you sort of tune into the lyrics, it kind of loses that sort of like, cool this is awesome feeling it was kind of like oh man i feel like i'm being preached to um at least there's a guitar solo <laughs> the, the, the silver one. lining is uh ending sexism and racism no it's the guitar solo <laughs> yeah yeah well it could have i think it was the first one so i mean i was like oh well at least there's that <laughs> well there you go <laughs> yeah. well i already got all my notes out about the song because again just didn't do much for me yeah so we'll just move on to sex hey you spoiler i like this song oh do you um, know oh, speaking i do of which i've been marking down the other songs yet uh wow, so shit. let's see we'll keep going keep going uh i like the sitar intro um i like how it starts and ends with it and it kind of makes an appearance in the middle so again it doesn't feel like it's just sandwiching the song it actually comes in and out so that's cool like we had two different opinions on that thing because my very first note, what's with the sitar? It was there, but ultimately didn't do anything for the song. The bassist is Indian. That might be it. Fair. But like, if you're going to incorporate it, then you should make it more prominent than just it comes in every like once in a while. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you're going to add something new to a song, like you need to kind of make it the feature. Yeah. So like if, if they did most of the riff on sitar, I'd be fine with it. Like I, I don't dislike sitar, but just inserting it for like all of 20 seconds out of yeah. three minutes and 33 seconds, just, mm, you didn't really have to throw that in there. If it was going to be that minor, yeah. it was like a slap in the face. Really? But the sitar itself, not the listener. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. We do have varying, uh, varying opinions, although that is the first and only time that I mentioned the sitar. So I guess that's, that's really all. And that's all also the it. first and only time I mentioned the sitar. So, mm-hmm. hey, we're even. Um, This was actually the last single released from this album, and it wasn't until 1998 that this was released. And I've never Three even heard years. of this song. Really? My sister owned the CD when we were kids. 
but like uh, I didn't ever listen to it. Like I knew, I, I think I, when I did, I listened to like, you know, spiderwebs and stuff like that. Just like the yeah. main singles, but like, yeah. yeah. Hey you, like I couldn't tell you before today. I couldn't tell you what the song sounded like. I couldn't tell you if it had a video. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Yeah. Never I, even heard I it on like the radio. this one. I've, I think I only know it from the, Oh, geez, the no doubt live VHS I had when I was a kid listening to it on this album, uh, watching live videos of them playing. But that's just all of my personal time. Um, I don't think I've ever heard this on the radio, but uh, having it released in like mid 1998 is like, holy crap. Like like you were saying, like, when is enough enough? (laughs) Yeah, because like the promo phase of that album is long over. The yeah. tour for that album is long over. Chances are the record company's already saying, let's start on the next album now. Yeah, so which like, was released yeah. in 2000. So like why two years later? Like if you're going to re- like don't release seven singles, but if you're going to, you, you should probably just do it within a year. Because the thing mm-hmm. is, after that, the album's not as relevant as you want it to be. Yeah. Like Tragic Kingdom already made its impact by the time this single came out so like what's the point because it's because they didn't record any other like individual singles to like put on the radio in the meantime like yeah. were th- did they like disband for a hot second there and like hoping for like popularity like i don't know yeah. i have a million it's like that katie perry album when uh she i don't remember which one but with like every single i think it might have been like california dream california uh there's a teat but teen no uh Teenage regardless one of those albums teenage dream. dream something like that it, regardless like every yeah, single song was a single it's like yeah why release the album then just release the individual singles and make money off every single single like don't don't advertise it like that that's that's the yeah. worst way to do well, it taylor swift's 1989 so like, many off there yeah. i would say like like two-thirds of the album was it or something like yeah, that yeah yeah yep Yeesh. Uh, the only other things I really have to say for this one, though, is like uh, the course is easy enough to remember and I can see why it would be like seen as catchy. But as mentioned in previous tracks, you know, it just isn't super memorable or exciting to me. So that's kind of the bigger issue with this all around. And I will say, though, I didn't expect the harpsichord solo in this song. <laughs> We're talking about sitar. Well, let's talk about something else. Harpsichord doesn't really make much of a feature in this album at all, but they used it in this song and it was a feature because it had a solo. If they did the same thing with sitar, fine, we're talking. But I mean, you you, you strum a few notes in the beginning of the song and halfway through the song, that's nothing. At least the harpsichord got a fucking solo. Interesting. Maybe I didn't notice that that's what that was. That was, yeah, if you thought that was sitar, no, no, it's definitely like a harpsichord. So that's probably what it was for me then. Ah, so you can retract your sitar note now. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Over the over the last what forty-eight uh shows, there's probably a lot that I can retract, but you know what? I stand behind it. Um that, I would say that's where the reduxes come in. <laughs> oh my god, we have to do so many. Every episode, um, go. <laughs> I oh fuck, starting now. Um, so I feel like the guitar, maybe just the tone, has sort of glimpses of like a weird country vibe. Um, I'm okay with it. I like that. I really was into country around that time, super young, didn't know what taste was, but again, nineties country to me banging. Um, I definitely place myself listening to the song driving in the summer, just sort of singing, navigating a Costco parking lot. Uh, don't know if that's something I've done, but for some reason that came to my mind. So, uh, do with that what you will. Um, but yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Um, I like how it points the music sort of slows down and follows the drums like before the pre-chorus. 
Um, I, I feel like that's sort of a trend in a lot of these songs where they're sort of, I guess they're not modeled the same because obviously they sound different, but they kind of, uh, they have this template that they sort of tweak a little bit because I'm seeing a lot of uh, similarities through, uh, through certain songs, but not necessarily a bad thing, just something notable. No. Yeah. Understandable. And this, I guess I disagree to the extent only because like nothing was catching me at all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's just me though. All right. So we'll just move on to song seven. Cause again, I didn't have a whole lot for the other one. The longest song in the album, song number seven, yeah. the climb we're on side B now. Um, you first, please. Supposing so. Um, at first I didn't know what to think about this song only because like, um, just the way it was starting out was kind of reminding me of other songs. I didn't like so much. I was like, Oh, what's happening here. But then I ended up digging this like bluesy waltzy kind of feeling to the song. Like it's, it already felt different enough as compared to like how everything else has been or sounded. So I was like, okay, you're giving me something a little new here. I can appreciate this. Yeah. Um, Okay. So this is where we disagree. Um, Every single time I've listened to this album, I've skipped this song. Uh, It does nothing for me. Um, I feel lost in it. Um, yeah, and as of writing my review, it is seeming as if not much has changed when it comes to my feelings for it. Um, <clears throat> some other reviews, I'll say like, oh, it's not a bad song. Like, I'll let it play if I'm listening to the whole album. I won't skip it. Uh, this one I'll probably skip. I mean, I feel like there's quite a few of tracks like that on this album that I would actually skip to. But like, yeah, I wouldn't say it's this one, though. Uh, this is one of those ones that kind of caught me off guard about how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I thought this one was a little different for me. Um, there's a lot to appreciate with the vocal performance in this particular track. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Like she's got this big, big grand voice and like the harmonies, they all work so well in this one. So yeah, something to catch on to. Okay. You got me with this one. And I do like the, like the marching band feel in the middle of this song too, because it fitted, it fits well with everything. And so we, we talked about this. I think it was a, uh, what, uh, not, just a girl, I think it was, mm-hmm. with the, like the ragtime middle and everything like that. Um, uh, excuse me, Mister. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this one also had one of those yeah weird bridging middles that have something almost completely different. This one sounded like a marching band. It fits in well with everything. I actually really like that, and like I thought the composition was smart because of it. Because yeah, to be able to do something just different enough from a some something that's like bluesy and waltzy and being able to do a marching band thing like immediately after, but like blending it in very well. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. Fantastic points for that. And I do like the drawn out ending in this one too. It's actually like quite pleasant to listen to. So it, like it doesn't even bother me with the clock or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You have these like Mellotron flutes that kind of come in, although they're in earlier in the track too, but like they sound even better at the end here and they do a lot to keep that like whimsical delivery. So like, I don't know. I, there was a lot I liked about this song, so I, I clearly like it a lot more than you do. <laughs> yes. Um, the backing vocals kind of made me feel like I was watching like a gospel choir. Like it, it did feel grand and full and like there were 17 of her behind her doing the sort of, mel- um, what, what is it? Uh, when you have the backing vocals, it's not melody, it's a uh, rhythm. No, you said it earlier and I can't remember what the word is. Whatever. Uh, Anyways, my brain's melting out of my ears. <laughs> um, maybe I would have liked this song a little bit more if it wasn't showcased against the rest of the tracks that had come before this, where there were really high energy and this one was sort of kind of brought you down a little bit. Um, 
maybe if it was like an off cut or a B-side or something, I would have liked it a little more. But I think in the context of what it was given to me with, it just didn't really do too much for me. And I don't know if it would surprise you at all, but this is one of two tracks that Eric Stefani wrote on or that has been credited to him on his own. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the only credited writer on this one. Which is interesting to me just because of how different this one sounds as compared to most of the album, too. <laughs> it might be why. I thought he was more the lead on like the the really heavy-handed ska shit, but I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. I, yeah. I don't know too much about the behind the scenes of No Doubt, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I know enough to be confident to say that. Well, look at you go doing things. Yay! Where I lack in one area, I make up in another. And even then, you kind of tip off the wagon a little bit. So song number eight, uh, for all you edgy teenagers out there, 16. Okay, so I like this. It sounds very grimy with the bass. I like the bass. I've always liked the bass. I did say cool distorted bass. Mm-hmm. I am listening. <laughs> I, uh, I've, like, I've always liked this song a lot. Um, I think it's primarily because of that, the sort of reggae flavor that it has. It never really bothered me because it kind of airs more on the side of rock, like I was saying earlier. So it's it's more digestible for me personally, someone who doesn't really enjoy soul reggae or soul ska or any of that stuff. Um, But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say other than. I feel like the song encapsulates what you'd think that this era of No Doubt was about. Um, solid bass and drums and the guitars sort of scratching and wailing in behind is uh, a testament to the production where it's not guitar forward this time. Yeah, and there's one thing I'm going to do real quick here because we're, t- we're, we're talking about the song and everything like that. And I, I remember I was looking at the lyrics earlier because I wanted to like, you know, see... What exactly they were getting into it, but although you can kind of figure it out, though. Yeah. Not doing a lyrical breakdown, but I was like kind of like just wondering in my own head. <laughs> so I went on a couple different sites, including songmeanings.com. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most of us are familiar with that. A lot of the comments are from 2006. Yeah. <laughs> which I think is incredible. And I just I had to read one because I couldn't stop laughing while I was reading it. I, like, I think it's all out of my system now. But the idea is a user user comment. Yes. Okay. By skate, I'm gonna if on the video version, I'll put it on the screen right now, so you can just like read along with me. It's from uh, Skate for Your Life on February twenty third, two thousand six. I think this person was also sixteen when they wrote this. Okay. I'm gonna try to read this exactly as it's written. I love the lines in this song about the little wings behind intertwined. It reminds me of fairies and den innocence and den sweet sixteen year olds and den dot dot dot. How sixteens ain't innocent in its ironic and that's the meaning of the whole song and it's all very clever in the bass and rhythm in Gwen's vocals and dot dot dot. Yes, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> I was, I was scrolling through the com- that right though, right? I, I was scrolling through the comments. Oh no, the M eight, like M eight. Oh my god. <laughs> like I was scrolling through the comments to see what people were saying about it and like I want to see how the uh, 16 oh year olds. Oh my god. god, I relate and then I came across that. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my god. It was just 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 <laughs> the end. Oh my lord. Um, yeah, I can imagine they were 16. Yeah, cuz like <laughs> 
Kind of going back though, actually talking about the song now. You said like the Scott stuff didn't bother you so much, but it's funny how yeah. we kind of differ a little bit again. Although, ah. uh, because I was saying I was hoping for something a little punkier coming out of the intro because that's what it felt like it was building into. But then we just got yeah. more of their ska stuff, yeah. and like I know this whole album is like they're a ska punk band and everything like that, so you're gonna get tons of it. But just changing it up every once in a while is okay, especially if you're like within mm-hmm. the same kind of plateau of like pop rock pop punk and everything like that you can get away with it you can literally mix it but they didn't um i will say though that the chorus works a lot more like so much more better than the verses um because it it gets as close to that punky vibe that i was hoping for but yeah overall though like it is a fun little track like bouncy great pacing but just there was things i was back and forth on this track on i i enjoyed it enough but just not enough to be super stoked about it let's say that much I, I definitely see where you're coming from with wanting more from the intro because it kind of goes like intros up here, then it brings you down in tempo to the the verse, which makes the chorus that much more intense because it goes back up. But like I said, with a couple other songs, it kind of does the same thing where it really busts through the door and then it whispers at you and then it yells at you and then it whispers at you again. And I think that that juxtaposition is kind of cool, um, but I definitely see where you're you're coming from wanting it to just sort of sustain from that first little bit. Yeah, well, because again, it would have felt even remotely different. Granted, we've had songs that sound like this already in the album, but like yeah. if, if it was like a punkier type song, but at the same time, just I don't know. Given what this album gives you, like it just would have felt a little better with like that mixed in once again, I guess. Yeah, I get that. All right. Moving on. Song number nine. Look, Oh, look, another single Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that this had a great buildup in the beginning though. I do. I've always really liked it. You have to like the drums doing the drum roll and everything. And eh. just like the bass comes in, then you hear the guitars and the, like the organ kind of come in. So I don't know. I love the build and it actually, to me pays off. It's not like super Epic when it finally peaks, but like, it's fun and we've reached the beginning of the song. It's like you're running up the hill, make a deal with God. No, we're not doing the K-Push thing again. No, please don't. No, you're, you're running up, you're, you're running up like a big grassy hill and then you see like the entire party on the other side of the hill. Like, we've made it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that. That's my yeah. imagery. I, I've always sort of lumped 16 and Sunday morning together. I, <clears throat> To me, it kind of feels like they have the same vibe. I don't know if it's like guitar strum pattern in the verse, but they're different enough to me to like be individual songs, but I've always sort of listened to them together because 16 like bleeds into the beginning of Sunday morning. I feel like you can't really listen to one without the other. Um, I, I really hope that my review of this, this song doesn't piggyback on the other one solely because of that reason. Um, but the, uh, like you, like you had mentioned, and I had mentioned before, the production on this track really stands out to me. This was the first sort of, well, first or second time that I really mentioned it because I really noticed the snare tone of the drums. I really enjoy it in this song. It sounds tight and like echoey and big, and I, I really liked it a lot. I've always been into more of like a heavier, punchier snare. Yeah. Like if you think of the band. For example, like yeah. I've always liked Levon Helm's drum sound. I thought that was always fantastic. With the yeah, the tighter, more high pitched snares. I I just I don't know. I could never get into that sound. Yeah, reminds me a lot of drum and bass. Yeah, 
I, uh, I, I don't hear a lot of things that are like that. So maybe it just gets my attention, I guess, more often because I'm like, oh, what is that? Um, but I don't know. In this song, I liked it. I like the bridge in this song. It is definitely my favorite. Um, yeah, there's so much in this song that I never really noticed. And I feel like I kind of appreciate it a little bit more. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, this is just another song with like great pacing and everything like that. The verse is really chill and a really good pickup going into the chorus and the chorus is really catchy overall. Like the song really is, but I mean the chorus especially. Um, and without being blinded by nostalgia, I realized that this song does actually kind of feel like other songs on the album. Yeah. Not necessarily in the worst way, but at the same time, like there definitely is like similarity, like, do you know having to know when this song was released as a single like in um, the order of singles you don't have to look it up it's fine ooh. just i was wondering if you knew off the top of your head actually the way that i wrote it in the intro was the way that they released it so if i just scroll down this one was the one two three four fifth one. Oh wow so okay so it's I not assume, one of the early ones then <laughs> i assume it was released in uh, 96 or 97 without looking that's really where I and i actually remember the music video too yeah oh yeah with the what's spaghetti and then the food fight at the end yeah 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 but yeah like i don't know because because this one like i could see why it's a single but because it feels like other tracks in the album like i guess i understand why it came a little later in the uh like the single rotation mm-hmm yeah, I got nothing more for this one. <laughs> no, yeah, that's fine. We're moving right along pretty well now. So I guess you just don't speak then. Number 10, don't speak. I, didn't, I never said the puns were going to be good. Uh, well, they're not. Just to Hey, you so like you the know. first one I did. Yeah, well, okay, that one was good. But now it's just overplayed, beating a dead horse. Um, th- this is definitely the biggest track from this album. Um, it just... It spoke to, well, I mean, irony, it spoke to the most people, I would assume. Um, I think maybe because it was so overplayed, I just don't really care for it much. Um, I liked it when it came out. I liked it up until a certain point. And then you get that one time you hear it and you're like, this again? And that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. It doesn't make it a bad song. It's the Hotel California thing. Is that's this song for me. I, I like it. I'll listen to it, but it's hard for me not to roll my eyes going, they have so many better songs than this one right here. No. Yeah. And that, that makes sense. This one was played a lot. And actually one of my notes is this was obviously one of the more well-known oh, no doubt yeah. songs. Like, Thinking back to all their singles, like you can think of just a girl, Spiderwebs, excuse me, mister. You might even know like ex-girlfriend, hey baby, but I don't think anything ever hit as hard as Don't Speak did, especially because it acts as a ballad too. So, I mean, like it is much more user-friendly. No matter what you like, you can come back to this song. Like there's not a single bit of Scott element in the song other than like a muted trumpet at some point. Yeah, like you you like country music? I'm sure you'll still listen to this song. Yeah, probably too, because it's just a, a sad breakup song. Yeah. Although from what I understand too, well, first off, I just like to say shout out to the bass player who had to like, you know, record <laughs> this whole tron so, song while being ha- having it sung to him directly. And also in yeah. the music video where there's close-ups of him reacting to it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a soldier. He took that in stride for sure. Well, because it's funny, from as far as I read about this song, it was originally penned as a love song that Eric and Gwen had written together. And it was yeah. just going to be like a love song for the album. But then it went through many rewrites to the point where then Gwen wrote 
wrote it as a breakup song because that's when the basis kind of ended that relationship. And it was like a seven year relationship too. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. were obviously dating when they were what, in their late teens, I guess, something like yeah. that. Yeah. I definitely made, uh, made mention of that is, uh, yep. Good. Uh, good on them for taking all that in stride. <laughs> <laughs> I do dig that they put on like a ballad and album too, kind of anchors it out a little bit and like, Again, goes into subvert expectations of like what this album has been so far. And like, it feels kind of like nonstop up to this point. We're getting closer to the end of the album. So it makes sense to add in something at some point. And I don't know. Yeah, I like the positioning of the song, too. Like it probably could have come in a little earlier, but I don't mind where it is. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, how many 14 year old girls dedicated this song to the boy that they just dumped? Yeah. Did 14 year old Savannah do that? Uh, no, no. Uh, I always had images of this relationship I was never in. So you're, it really just sort of, it plays out in your head while you're just sitting there in your living room watching the music video. Thinking about imaginary Tom and the imaginary relationship that you could have had. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> and how he wronged me and how I'm so hurt. Yeah. And then you yeah. would go on later, listen to Taylor Swift. That's a, that sounds like a true story, doesn't it? <laughs> well, I like Taylor Swift. Get off me for it. Um, the guitar solo. I like that. Is that nylon strings? It definitely sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm learning. And there's like a quick piece of muted trumpet right at the end of the solo, too. So that's where I'm saying like that's where the ska element comes in. One single note on a muted trumpet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. yeah, I said there was like just a, a great acoustic work on this track overall, because considering there hasn't really been any acoustic work on this album. So it was nice mm-hmm. to hear it mixed well with some of the distortion in the course. And I thought it all went really well together. And yeah, that's all I have to say about the song other than just like making fun of the 14 year old girls who thought like their relationship <laughs> was everything. They dumped this guy and yeah. they thought it was going to last forever at the age of 14. Yeah. And so this song was like, this song was like how like Adele's hello was like, five or something years ago how every like girl tend to use that as like their breakup sad song yeah the end of the song with the repetitious vocals normally would be grating to me um but i don't mind it it kind of adds this feeling of longing so yeah i don't well, know she's she certainly bad. sounds like she wasn't ready to end the relationship and considering she what considering that she was the one who didn't i guess i could see where the lyrics are coming from yeah, and then later on she went to marry uh, Gavin Rossdale. And then that country dude, I can't remember his name. Blake Shelton. Huh. That's the weirdest fucking couple I've ever seen, but he is hilarious as a human being. Very funny. Uh, not really down with the amount of uh, God-centric songs, but... Uh, He's a country artist. What do you expect? Yeah, God's well, gun country. Come on now. Pander, pander, gotta just pander. Hey, if your crowd wants it, you gotta give it to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you said you like, what, 90s country and everything like that? Yeah, it's not bad. So you can get into the God game. You can do it. Oh, it's not the God Song number 11, you can do it. I hate you that I played into that. (laughs) Did it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We're on song number 11. We're getting towards the end. Oh, my God. This album's so long. (laughs) Yeah, you chose a long one. An hour long, 14 tracks. Yeah. Uh, so God, you gotta love that funky black exploitation movie soundtrack music of this one. Where the hell did yeah. this come from? Yeah, you know, you know that song "To Be Real." That's what this reminds me of. Because <laughs> as it comes in, I just want to go "To Be Real" and just start singing that. So yeah, I get, I definitely get that. Like, quite honestly, I, I wasn't super into this song. Like, I, I do like that kind of 
funky 70s style of music that they're playing in this one, but it doesn't fit here at all. Like, I don't like I can give you points for trying something, but like, I don't know. It's campy. It's cheesy. I just wasn't feeling it probably longer than it had to be too. sitting here at four minutes and 15 seconds. You could have made this as like a two minute interlude. Maybe I'd give it better points, but why? Um, I, I don't mind again, or like you said, the funky disco, like seventies flashback, but it does sound so much more like Gwen Stefani's solo, like a Gwen Stefani solo track. Um, if she actually sang like this now, uh, so maybe it was a glimpse of what was to come in the future, sort of what was going on in her head. Um, but I really had to listen to this one quite a few times to really get the idea because literally in this point of the album, I probably would have just turned it off. Um, uh, oh, trust me. For- I almost did, but I was like, shit, I have to write a review for it. Yeah. Spoiler for the rest of the songs. Um, after don't speak, I, in my mind, I kind of classify that as the end of the album. So like the last three songs or three or four songs are like nothing. Oh, to me. Yeah. Not really. Um, this one, I can really imagine there being a music video where they're all parodying bands of this era and dressed up like the Bee Gees or something in the, you know, Elvis-like white jumpsuits and sort of making a joke out of it themselves. But I don't think that that happens. So it feels like they were taking it more seriously, which kind of makes it worse somehow. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. really like this one either. Uh, yeah, I got that. And just, I I don't know. Again, I can give you points for trying something new, but just if you're that far out of left field, like, I mean, it, it's hard to just suddenly jump in and accept it. And obviously some people probably have. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't see this album coming out. And then, then like during the tour for Tragic Kingdom, they play this song live. Like, cause it, yeah. it would just be like, why? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a throwaway. Something along yeah. the lines of that. Yeah. All right, we'll just move on then because I don't really have anything else to say for it. Yeah, neither. And I don't really have much to say for this song either. Number 12, the world... No, sorry. World Go Round. Yeah. With, an, with an apostrophe in there somewhere. The intro kind of sounds like it'd be like a 90s pop country song. And I'm actually okay with that. No problems at all. Um, this is sort of the reggae or reggae adjacent tempo that I personally find far too slow. Um, but beyond that, it's not bad. This is where we differ again. Yeah. Because first off, I start off by saying I was actually gladly anticipating a lighter alt rock tune from what we got in the first few chords. Yeah. But then more of the ska reggae sound. I get that's what the album's based on, but I'm already tired of it. Yeah. I, I just don't care for that. That slow tempo, like feels like sludge foot. I don't care for it too much and that's why i said earlier it would have been cool if like they picked up on like the pop punk sound again in one of those earlier tracks this is like because we're getting a lot of this and then you tease me with this like this kind of lighter alt rock tune in like the first few chords i'm like okay this sounds different never mind yeah i don't know i just i don't maybe it's my fault for listening to this album and like expecting something like mind-blowing yeah especially because yeah i'm not really into like the ska punk either like it's not all terrible but also i wouldn't just choose to listen to it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, getting close to the end of the album with this one, you can definitely tell it has side B syndrome. I'm pretty sure I've brought that up in the past before. Yeah. It's like you get it with tracks like this, especially towards the end. Like, you know, just these low effort tracks that really just feel like a filler. Yes. Thank you. That That's why like the last 
four tracks. I'm just like, I personally don't care much for them. Um, it did feel sort of straightforward. Didn't really give me much other than cult reggae. And I can kind of feel this song being like a charity single for like world vision or something where it's kind of gave me the same thing as different people where it was just like the world's full of different people. It takes many people to make the world go round. I'm like, okay, stop, stop it. But that's just 2020 or 2022 me talking because, you know, someone in 1995, 97 could have been like, oh, this this speaks to me. This is something I somehow never thought of before. Yeah, and we have the hindsight of watching an illness literally split the world in half. So, I mean, yeah. 1995, what an innocent time. <laughs> yeah, oh my Lord. Yeah, it's it's weird how uh, how different perspectives or like your perspective has changed, um, I guess, based on really what you've experienced. Because like I grew up knowing this stuff. I wasn't in my mid late 20s seeing how things were before I was even born so it's just it's wild how the world progresses and how I find these songs cheesy where at the time someone would be like oh this is you know this is uh I guess mind changing I don't know I don't really know how to describe it other than to me it sounds cheesy yeah yeah yeah. no I get that just trying to trying to justify my my response now I, I will say that, like, the only last note I have is, like, mentioning that the song does have some fun qualities about it, but it's just still fairly forgettable in the end. So yeah. those fun qualities don't really make up for the lack of literally anything else the song gives you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're penultimate track now. We're just about at the end here. So song number 13, end it on this. You Now, I'm pretty sure you have some joke. Haha, we should have ended it here. But yeah, no, they should have. They should have like put this as the last track because it would have just made so much more sense. You would think, but no, then they have to give the title track a little, in uh, another song from now. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Yeah. Um, there was something about like a pop punk build in this one too. So it's one of those things where I was like hoping it's like, okay, are we going to like change game again here? Like what's going to go happen with this one? I didn't get my hopes up because of it. Cause I didn't think it was going to lead anywhere, but I actually kind of liked when it got into the verse. So like it didn't just go full on ska again. So I was like, okay, cool. Let's do this. Like I can, I can chill with this one a little bit. Yeah. I don't find this song ultimately memorable. Uh, having listened to this album, I admittedly uh, not this song as many times as some of the others. Um, maybe it was because it wasn't memorable enough for me to want to revisit it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Again, I'm going to say again, I will always commend Gwen Stefani for her vocal stylings, but this, the rest of it just kind of felt bland to me. It was just sort of, Oh, another one. Oh, another one. And I just, I don't know. I I couldn't get into it at all. Um, I feel some parts of the vocal melody were a little bit more memorable than the last couple of songs. But aside from that, it's, it's really difficult to have that carry the rest of it. Yeah. And actually I do have a note that agrees with that too, saying that it's not really entirely a memorable track. Yeah, I do agree, but I didn't, at the same time, I didn't think it was so bad. Yeah. But because it's not memorable, like it's hard for me to give it a higher score. Um, like I enjoyed my time with this one, but like I don't know how often I'd ever come back to it. Yep. Yeah. I I had and, and I quote, I don't hate this one per se, but I just don't care. 
Makes sense, so, yeah. I yeah. think one of the bigger parts about the song to me was the piano work in the background for most of it, too. Like, as, other than that, like, it's fun. It fit the mood of what was happening in the song, but just that's literally the most I remember about the song. Yeah. <laughs> because other than that, yeah, it just kind of falls flat again with this, like, trying to catch me with anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's definitely feeling like they sort of push these to the end. Just, I don't know, it's doesn't seem like this album was very curated as like some of the other ones we've done where it's sort of, they sort of blend in enough where it's like listening to the album as an experience. It it didn't really feel like this. And just the last quarter of the album really is uh, it's quite obvious there. Yeah, I, I can see that. Although I'll, I've made a, a note in the past too that like not every album needs to necessarily be yeah. like a coherent story or anything like that. So yeah. I kind of accepted that coming into this because you could just tell it wasn't going to be that way. Yeah, uh, I'm not so, used to that. I, I'm okay with it. Like if uh, listening to it critically, we have to listen to it front to back. So you're kind of hoping for that. But like if yeah. you're just listening to this casually, you won't think twice about it. That, that is true. That is true. And I would just turn it off after Don't Speak. So, Well, don't worry. We're at the final song now. The title track, number 14, Tragic Kingdom. This one sounded a little better. Um, still not my favorite, but out of the last couple, I like this one a little bit more. Uh, I like the guitar that starts the main riff. It, again, not as not memorable enough that I can recall it right now. But clearly it was noteworthy. Yeah, yeah. And kind of on that note of just like the guitar riffs and everything like that. Um, first off, this one does feel like a fitting closer to me. Like, mm-hmm. although we're kind of, we, we kind of anticipate something else for like a closer usually, but I thought this one was fine. And like, it felt like an amalgamation of like different tracks blended into one. Yeah. And usually I have a problem with that, but because it's the last song, it's kind of just like, you know, the display table of everything they've done in this album. But this is just like the the small condensed leaflet version of like everything they've done so far. And just a little hint of this song in here, a little hint of this one, this one, this one. Just so I'm See, I, the album EPK. <laughs> yeah, that kind of I, I think that's what's going to work for it. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one, this one. Now listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like how this song kind of manages manages to take you on like more of a, a musical, like has more of a musical story to it instrumentally. Again, mm-hmm. without reading the lyrics or anything like that, but like it always gives you a lot and like gives you a lot more than you expect as compared to other songs. And so like there's a lot to take in. I think it's well written and well arranged as well. Mm-hmm. They really went out all out on the final track for this one, so I really appreciated it. And I mean like. It stretches on a bit long at the end, like because like the the ending keeps like speeding up, speeding up. Yeah. But I do like how chaotic it feels at the end, though. I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. And just like yeah. this big mess at the end, and then Star Wars horns happen because someone's <laughs> playing like Star Wars on like a trumpet or something like that. Yeah. I like that about it. Uh, I definitely noted or um, noted that down. I did really like how the song uh, sped up at the end as well. It kind of feels like it would be like this song would be on like a PC RPG game ran on like Windows 3.1. It just sort of had that like, I don't I don't know. I don't really know any of those games, so I can't even give you an example of what I'm thinking. Yeah. But it just it really gave me that sort of, I don't know, mysterious kind of what's to come sort of feeling which is sort of odd that it's at the end of the album but like you said it's sort of a showcase of the the whole thing which i i kind of see 
It's, yeah, it's um, like the greatest hits of the entire album type thing. <laughs> yeah, and and I like that. And I feel like it kind of wanders far too much and it really skirts the line of like progressive in a way. It it just it's not the clear-cut pop rock stuff that I'd expect or that we really were given earlier in the album. So like you said about the climb, like this to me felt different. It's not my favorite but it's noticeably different and I probably wouldn't skip it, but it's tragic that it's the last track that I'd have to skip so many just to get here. (laughs) Yeah, that's understandable. And I mean, I don't know, this song was just different enough and like held itself a little differently that I could probably come back to it. Yeah. This this is one of the later tracks I enjoyed more. So it it was nice to have overall. Yeah. Alrighty then, we've done it. We've gone through the entirety of the album of No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom. So hey, thank you very much for joining us and thank you for uh, listening along to the album if you did. Uh, like, uh, make sure you let us know, that's what I meant to say, what you thought of this album down in the comments below of wherever you happen to be listening. There's comments over. So yes, go ahead, leave us a comment. What did you think of this album? We're very curious to know your thoughts on it. But of course, you can let us know more thoughts because it's time to rank the song. Something, something, whatever. Yeah, let's just play the pr- let's just play the copyrighted uh, Price is Right music in behind. Yeah, I guess so, huh? <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, so above our heads, booms. Graphic has changed. There are names. There are numbers. There's a lot of numbers. And we're going to have to put songs next to those numbers because that's just what we do here in this portion looking at my list here not a single question mark but there are a few there's so many x's probably four or five question marks interesting so realistically yes a lot more x's than anything else all right what what are you thinking i i'm gonna go ahead and just say two we need one i'm gonna say two because well we need at least one just because we were shut out last week well unfortunately yeah thanks oasis yeah wieners Wait, was it Oasis? No, it was Pearl Jam last week, Jam. and no, we, which we also got zero on. Yeah, well, maybe if you picked Rearview Mirror as number one, so spoiler, um, then we would have had a match. Highly disagree. You should have chosen Animal, because at least Animal's higher on your list. Well, I would just like to say that we got a comment on the last video agreeing with me, so <laughs> thank you. Oh, first time. First it time is, here, and huh? it's funny because I responded to it saying that finally someone agrees with me. <laughs> well, there you go. So thank you. I appreciate it. Alrighty then. Let's actually get into ranking this album. 14 to 1. I'll get it kicked off here. Song number 14. You can do it. The Climb. The Climb. That's yeah, it. Zero to Miley 10. Cyrus. Or 0 to 14. <laughs> All right. Number 13. World Go Around. You can do it. Damn it. Yep. Well, you can't do it, but I can. Number nine, happy now. Number nine. Oh, third twelve, happy now. <laughs> uh, number count. twelve, ended on this. It's a good thing you call me out for that because, like, I will yeah. so often look at the wrong number, but also the t- the song title would be correct though. That's that the works. weird part. Number eleven, that's the correct number. Different people. World go around. World go round. I am not optimistic already, and we're only four songs in. Yeah, I have have that strange feeling the pit of my stomach. But sometimes when we say that, it changes. Number 10, Hey You. Tragic Kingdom. Oh, tragic. Number nine, the actual real number nine this time. End it on this. Happy Now. 
Because if yours was actually number nine, you would have matched it. No, but my happy now was number 12. So that's, that's already gone. Yep. Number eight, 16. Different people. Different. I, I, I just write yours super quickly. Number seven, excuse me, mister. Spiderwebs. Spiderwebs. Number six, Sunday morning. Just a girl. Yeah, we're done. Three weeks in a row. Yay! You did this because you're just a girl. Haha, ha, sexist joke. Anyways, number five, just a girl. <laughs> Excuse me, mister. You got things all, right. all wrong. Yeah, that actually worked nicely. Yeah, that Screw was nice. Screw you, but it didn't work nicely. Uh, number four, spiderwebs. Don't speak. Do not. So just looking at my list here, that is it. We cannot match. Third week in a row. Shut yeah. up. We're getting worse at this. We are. Number three, the climb. Uh, hey, you. Either we're getting worse at this or we're just getting better at expressing our own preferences and our own preferences are just terrible. But how did we start off so good and like we're getting matches at least one an episode and then we have multiple consecutive. What is our world record? Like five episodes in a row where we just get zero? We need to start reviewing better albums then. <laughs> okay, then don't pick no doubt next time. We push them all into season one. Excellent. Yeah, because we, we want to impress people and then no one cared. Number two, Tragic Kingdom. Sunday morning. And look at that. You were right all along. Number one, don't speak. <laughs> yeah, 16. Oh, yeah. You, you're an well, edgy see, teenager. If that, if that counted, if I me calling your first one counted for anything at all. Yep. See, I actually, to this day, still appreciate that song. I still like listening yeah. to it. I think it's well-written, well-done, and it just sounds so different from everything else they do. So, yeah, hey, I liked it just that much. Yeah, I, it, it is a good song, like I said. I like it. It's just it's hard for me to care about it, having listened to it 76,000 times over the last 26, 27 years. Fair enough. All right, so... Another zero. That's fine. Uh, we'll get to 100 matches one day because I think we're only at like 60 right now, like lifetime matches. We'll get to yeah. 100 one day. That'll be another ne celebration. Next week, I'm just going to bring a dozen eggs. So every time we don't have a match, I just show the big goose egg. Yeah. And you have, then you have to line up every single one on the wall behind you every time we get a zero. Womp, womp. So you'll, you'll just have an entire wall of eggs. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just one, one day I'm just looking sad and it's like, Plus, then what's wrong? I'm like, my room stinks. <laughs> my room's full of eggs. <laughs> and no one knows what you mean by that. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. We'll ponder that meaning while we move on over to the album rating screen because it's trying to find out if we at least agree on this. I doubt it, but we'll rate see. the record. Fair enough. Zoom. Alrighty then, the album rating screen. Oh man, it is jam-packed full of stuff. And of course, including stuff is the album that we did last week. Of course, our anniversary episode for Pearl Jam's versus their second yeah, yeah. album. And the second time we've done Pearl Jam on the show, it edged out 10, but it's still in the B tier. So it is. It's um, it would have been cool, like you said last week, to have them side by side. But I think we are getting better at just sort of doing this in general. So I, at some point, I'd like to do 10 again just to see if it still lands where it is or if maybe we can nestle it next to verses. Who knows? Well, we'll, we'll have a Redux uh, episode eventually. We're not talking about the entire album again. We'll just do it on our own times and then like do a video of oh, changing yeah. the score. Oh, yeah. Nobody needs to listen to that all over again. Yeah, well, it would be better, 
but let's just keep that crap one there. Yeah, that's fine by me. Episode one, everything was awkward anyway. It's all good. All righty then. We need to find out where No Doubt sits on our yes. list. And why does my gut tell me B tier? But I guess we'll wait and see. Oh, mine tells me something else. All we'll right. see then. Okay, that's interesting. Mm. But uh, it's hard to say. We'll find out right now. And I guess I'll go first since you chose this album. And that's just yes. the way we play things around here. Um, man, I'm telling you. Like there's when songs were good on this album, they were good. And when they were bad, yes. they were bad. So yes, I'm actually a little surprised that this album came out the way it did, but Hey, it's at 72.5. I thought the same thing. I was like, I can't believe that the score is what it is. Uh, mine is 69.29. Is that a fact? It is. And I mean, please tell me it's 69, 69. You, you would think, <laughs> right? But no, it's not. Of course, yet another B tier. Aye. It's going to be sitting there at 70.89% right no. near the bottom of the B tier. No, it's between Porcupine Tree and Daughters. It's better than Daughters? No, no, it's one under Daughters, but it's one better than Porcupine Tree. Okay, I feel better about mm. that then. Mm, I was like, there's I no way so I rated sad. this album better than Daughters. There's no fucking uh, way in hell. Although okay, I take you, back that last comment. We're bad at doing this. And actually, I think it's the reason why Daughters is so low is because you rated it like 68 or something or 67, one or the other. You know, whatever. What you know? What that's whatever. That's that's fine. That's it's fine. been a long, wild ride, hasn't it? Let's say it. Oh yeah, wild. All right. Well, then we have another B tier album on our hands. I don't know what I'm going to do when this thing fills up because it feels like it's going to fill up before the end of the season. Oh, but God. bottom of the B tier, better than Porcupine Tree, not as good as Daughters, no doubt. <sighs> tragic Kingdom. That, that is a tragic outcome, is what it is. <laughs> Surprise, B tier album. Who had that on their bingo card? Your bingo card's probably stacked by now. Stacked. Oh my if God. B52. No, that's the band. Uh, I forget how to play bingo. It was only the 15 numbers. <laughs> Let's do the B52s. Yeah, sure. Why not sometime in season six? Yeah. <laughs> We're pretty stacked right now as it is. Oh, yeah. Speaking of stacked, yeah, that beats here, huh? Oh, my God. Well, hopefully everyone else out there who's listening to this uh, rated the album higher than the beat here. And if so, we do want to hear about it. What did you think yes. about today's album? Thank you very much for checking it out with us. Make sure you let us know down in the comments below of wherever you may be listening. What did you think about this album? What did you rate it? How did you rank the songs? Let us know everything because we want to know, like, you know, you think like us? Are you completely different? Did you absolutely like yeah. A plus this album? Did you shit on it? Did you did you uh, Weezer's Ratitude this album? <laughs> I, I like hearing other people's uh, interpretation of things, even yours, uh, reluctantly. Um, cause sometimes no you hear, you hear things that I don't, or sort of you piece it together and I don't, and it's, uh, it's nice to see I, how other people think of, of it. So I gave you yeah. that perspective on just a girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I never, I never would have thought of that. And then you think about it going, huh? Okay. I, I see him. I respect it. So did I'd like anyone to know else, what other people think. Yeah. Did anyone else think that of that song? Please let me know if you were agreeing with me on that one. And also even better, if anyone knows that that's actually factual, if that's actual factual, please let me know to the so I can brag about it. Even though I won't, yeah. because I'll just be like, Hey, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And pat yourself in the back. And that's it. But also don't forget, you can also let us know what you thought on the albums over on our social medias, over on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and 
Twitter? Yeah, that's that's all of them. I keep I keep forgetting which ones we're part of. Anyways, yes, over at Rate the Record Podcast, over on all those platforms, except for Twitter, which is just at Rate the Record. But better yet, instead of remembering all of that, just go to RateTheRecord.ca. All the streaming links, all the social media, our Kofi.com slash Rate the Record link, if you want to support the show financially, is there as well. Yeah. I'm getting better at closing these. I'm getting better at making it tight. Yeah, just RateTheRecord.ca. Go there or be square. Or it has to be like on the Simpsons when it said, buy me Bonestorm or go to hell. That's what you got to tell your parents. <laughs> tell your parents, rate, subscribe to rate the record or go to hell. And that's it. And then just fade out and show ends. And it's only been two minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah. And, <laughs> then, new, and then come back in and then you're like, oh, we have to do a, uh, we have to do a review, don't we? <laughs> Yes. Well, we did a review today, and I mean, um, I, I know you seem slightly disappointed because of the oh. whole porcupine tree fiasco. Yeah, it's better than that. Oh, my God. That's but we do terrible. have to review another album next week because that's kind of what we do on a weekly basis. Oh so before God. we let you go, we do like to give you like a little sneak preview of what to expect on next week's show. And guess what? Next week is a request, actually. <gasps> I did mention they were coming, and tr- trust me, next week is the very first one we have for season three. Hey. Uh, I don't really have much of a hint for it, and you're about to find out why because of the hint I gave for it. I did mention it's a request. That's not much of a hint, but I'm just letting you know. Yeah. A, it's a band who has their very first appearance on the show, but one of those members is having their fourth appearance on the show. I wonder who it could be. Oh, my God. To those of you who have been around long enough, who's a true member of the RTR club, you know. I, I'm not even going to half-ass guess because I know I'm going to let it slip because it's one of those. Okay, I know. <laughs> At this point, I think there's no, there's only one person who's been on the show four times, well, three times, but now four next week. Yeah. Which might Dang. not necessarily be a bad thing, but it's going to be interesting to check that album out. But that's an entire yeah. week away. For now, you can go ahead and reflect on Tragic Kingdom. Remember, let us know what you think of this album. Glad to read your opinions. Glad to interact with you. Yeah. So until we see you again next week, go listen to some awesome music, and we will see you then. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.